Hello and welcome. I'm Joe Karlovsky. And I'm Jessica Bauer. This is the Marigold Force Podcast. We're not starting with our usual hello and welcome because we've learned so much since starting the podcast in March, not to mention all we've learned since May of 2017 when we started the Miracle Force organization, and it's time for a few changes. After all, this podcast and the Miracle Force as a whole is for the collective community of resilient Marigolds, and we want to adapt and grow to continue to serve you in the best way we know how. As we've been putting the Marigold Force ideas out into the world, we're learning that people who are not in education need this just as much as teachers do. Some of our strongest strongest Marigolds already listening aren't educators. Shout out to Caitlin Waldick, Daniel Loudenbach, Julia D. um, Your friend next week? Yeah, Tom Parks. Tom Parks for being on the bonus episode this summer. All of these guests are not in education and many of the people, Tom Parks is in education, and many of these people close to Joel and I listen regularly, are not educators. So we'll be shifting our language just a little bit to make room for everyone, but we'll continue to share our own experiences through the lens of educators. In fact, can you share our revised mission with everyone, Joel? Yes, I can. Our mission is to empower change makers to cultivate well-being, build resilience, and unlock who they are to be their best personally, professionally, and in their communities. I'm going to pause for a second to say our mission one more time. Our mission is to empower change makers to cultivate well-being, build resilience, and unlock who they are to be their best personally, professionally, and in their communities. As teachers, we're naturally biased towards other teachers because we want this for them so bad, but we also want this for everyone. Imagine a world where more resilient, healthy, self-aware change makers are walking around doing their thing with their loved ones in their jobs and in their communities. And now that you've heard our mission, let's go way back to how Joel and I even started this whole thing. Get ready to listen in and track the brain of Jessica Bauer. I'll do my best to stay concise and linear in my thinking. Here we go. Let's start with our individual stories that ultimately led to the birth of the Miracle Force. I'll go first. I was not one of those people that knew they wanted to be a teacher their whole life. Mm. I didn't know what I wanted. I was always good in quotation marks at school. I got excellent grades, I followed the directions, and I worked really hard. None of this was because I loved learning. It was because I followed the rules and I did what I was told. When I went to college, I had a limited idea of what I could do and be. Any degree in science or engineering was off the table. I always thought I was one of those kids that was just bad at science. I also thought I was a terrible writer and horrible at anything artistic. See you later, graphic designer, journalist, and author. In my mind, I had three options, teaching, nursing, and physical therapy. Many of the women in my family were teachers, and they all loved teaching, so I thought I'd give it a go. Blood also makes me crazy, so nursing really wasn't an option. And as I'm writing this story again, it's different from the story I put in our website a few years ago when we first started the Miracle Force. I've learned more about myself and the systems I was part of. I often wonder what it would be like to go back and go through the school system again with the same love of learning and curiosity I developed as a 24, 25-year-old adult. I didn't understand how exhilarating learning truly was. I just did whatever I was supposed to do based on society, and that's an entire discussion in itself. And after five years at the University of Minnesota, I'd earned my master's in education and I went into the workforce. Man, was it hard. 
I had read the statistics and it was discussed in the college courses, but I had no idea until I was in it. I was floored by the necessity for impenetrable mental and emotional resilience when I first started teaching. I expressed what many teachers report feeling, overworked, frustrated, undersupported. I also experienced what many teachers struggle with but don't realize until they make it to the other side, an overwhelming sense of loneliness. Every year, thousands of teachers leave the profession. Reasons, reasons vary, but the majority of teachers I've known have left because they had, they had to choose between quality of life and their teaching job. So in 2014, I struggled with the decision to leave teaching altogether and be part of the burnout statistic or take one more gallant effort. I chose to stay, but I moved to Guatemala to work in an entirely different education system. This choice and the space I created by believing behind everything I knew was just the beginning of years of personal growth that brought me to where I am today. Being outside of the public school system and the societal norms of the United States changed me profoundly. I learned that no number of trainings, resources, or supports would make me a more resilient or satisfied teacher. A strong mind, body, and spirit were the key to unlocking the passion for teaching that I have today. Through yoga, running, being in nature, meditating, reading books, listening to podcasts, the list goes on, I learned tools and habits to grow my physical, mental, and emotional resiliency. And after nearly two years in Guatemala, I took a teaching job back in Minnesota, but I guarded the new version of myself and the lessons I learned fiercely. Changing and maintaining deeply rooted habits and rewiring your brain is extremely difficult work. It's nearly impossible to do this work alone, especially in a society that glorifies long hours and productivity. So I surrounded myself with people who are working towards the same resiliency, balance, I emphasize balance, and happiness I am. I like to call these my marigolds. And my partner, Joel, here just happens to be one of my nearest and dearest mm -hmm. marigolds. You'll hear his, his story next. And after reflecting on my relatively newfound contentedness in the teaching profession, the marigold force came to fruition. This personal type of development doesn't exist in most workplaces. So I approached Joel with the business plan and the rest is history. We've been learning and growing and letting the marigold force become what the world needs it to become. All I want is for more people to feel peace and vibrancy in who they truly are. Then they can show up as their badass selves in their relationships, jobs, and communities. So that's enough about me. Joel, mm -hmm. can you let us in on your story that led to this beautiful partnership? Of course. And before I go on, just I want to say thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of hard work that went into all that, too. And we'll get to a little bit of that later. But mm, thank you. Um, so I was always surrounded by marigolds in my life. I just didn't know it. When I first started teaching, I was not good. Okay, I was bad. I was really bad. And I'm not shaming myself by saying that I was bad. I really was that bad. Being that bad teacher took its toll on my emotional well-being and waning resilience. My first three years of teaching were in Bogota, Colombia, in the, in the heart of the capital, blocks from the president's house. I used to walk around the block repeatedly before teaching for the day. I was exhausted from doing so many things that didn't work for me and my students. I felt scared that I wasn't going to make it through my first years of teaching. And I was unable to tap into the gifts that I knew I had. But like I said, marigolds have always been around me. A marigold teacher is someone who gets teaching and life, gets that you have to work smartly so you can protect your well being and only use those resilient skills when you absolutely need them. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I had a marigold teacher in my corner. 
I had a mentor teacher who checked in on me and would not give up on me in Colombia. She was eager to listen and support me while also giving me firm feedback on how I was pretending to be a teacher, but I actually wasn't. <laughs> she led me to become the teacher that I already had inside of me. After Colombia, I taught in Spain, and guess what? More marigolds. Then in Wisconsin, sure enough, more marigolds. Then Minnesota, of course, more marigolds. Then Illinois, and you're seeing the pattern, marigolds all around me. But somewhere along my teaching path, I noticed something. I was a marigold. I finally understood teaching. It was my art, not merely my act. I worked smartly. I protected my well-being. I was resilient. Furthermore, I was fighting for the well-being of teachers around me. I was that marigold for others. Mm -hmm. When my husband and I moved back to Minnesota and started teaching at Woodcrest Spanish Immersion, I immediately was drawn to my now co-rebel and partner, mm -hmm. Jessica Bauer. I knew that she needed a marigold in her life and I became a marigold for her. Mm -hmm. Within that first year, I saw her teaching practice shift into the greatness that it is now. Because she had a marigold in her life, she built up the emotional, physical, mental, and social resilience needed to be one of those it teachers. And you know those teachers, the teachers that kids swarm around like bees to marigolds. <laughs> the best part, Jessie also became a marigold to me and to so many teachers around her. Together, we became a force at our school. Jessie came into my classroom one day and said, I have an idea. I think we should turn this into something bigger than just us and our school and the Marigold Force was born. And if you're a parent, you understand that no nothing is ever just born, so trust us, there's much that goes into starting a high-functioning business while still being a full-time teacher or instructional coach. Mm -hmm. We now surround ourselves with Marigolds every day, and if you're listening right now, you're a Marigold to us and so many people in your life without you even knowing, because you're showing up and doing the work. Amazing, Joel. It's so true. I really did need a marigold, and I never met one quite like you uh -huh. until I came to Woodcrest. Same. So you were the perfect person for the job. All right, everyone, soak up those stories. That's Joel and me through and through. Up next, the true messy middle. The question on both of our minds throughout this whole journey, what is the marigold force even meant to be? Now that you know our stories on an, on an individual level, let's get into the evolution of the Marigold Force from where we started until now. We've been in this together the whole way, honestly learning from the Marigold Force and letting it be what it was meant to be. So let's just do a little Q&A. Let's yeah. dive right in. Um, the first question I want to look at is, what has your experience been with the Marigold Force from the start way back in May of 2000? I think it's actually 2018. Yeah. I it's even less than that. Yeah, What's 2000. May 2019. What is time? I, <laughs> we'll have to look it up later. <laughs> What's been our experience? Until now. Um, for me, it's just been like this teeter-totter back and forth of like super excited and then really scared and then really excited and then really scared. Um, and just learning so much about what it takes to actually have a real business and um, not just getting the LLC, but also um, what does this entail and all of those things. Um, I definitely learned the importance of a pivot I think that, um, yeah, I, <laughs> yep. I definitely think that, um, in my head, I was just like, cool, this is what we'll do. And then it will just work and then it'll be done. And then we'll be happy the rest of our lives. Yeah. And then we'll, we like, we'll make so much money. We don't even need to do this, you know? Yes. Um, and if I learn 
anything, especially it's um, the importance of teamwork. Like I know yeah. I couldn't do this alone and I know that we both push each other in a beautiful way and hold each other accountable in a beautiful way. And that's really, yeah. Yeah, what about you? What would you say is my my experience has been basically the same. Yeah, my just like every it was like humbling and exhilarating and terrifying, and mm. then like so proud and all the feels roller coaster all over the place, and then all of the okay, I guess we have to learn how to do this now, and then we learn it, and then we feel invincible, and yep, this is it. We are gonna we're, this is what our life's gonna be from now on. We're just gonna build the miracle force into this huge yeah. empire, and. And then we learned something new and we're like, oh my gosh, we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. So it's been a whole roller coaster. Um, but I'm so grateful like for the foundation of why we built it because that's yeah. helped me the most. Like, why are we starting this? Because we want, we just want to change teaching into this simple, sustainable thing where we all have the space to grow, yeah. but it's not this huge pressure of you have to do everything perfectly now. Yeah. So having that as a bedrock has been like a game changer. Yeah. And then also just the whole reflection process of everything and like what should this be in our, our many pivots throughout throughout the way but i'm grateful to even just learn the act of like pausing and reflecting because that's something i really wasn't great at prior to this and i think it's helped us just roll with the punches and keep moving forward and yeah. then maybe move back a little bit but be okay with it yeah. but um my what I think has been most fascinating for me about learning all this stuff and listening to not only the education podcast and the personal growth podcast and on the business podcast is how connected everything yeah. truly is. And I, I didn't really realize that until we started to build a business and I'm leading, like reading books on like your leadership style as like a business owner. I'm like, that's the same thing as being a classroom teacher, yes. you need a leadership style. And now I can't stop noticing every connection between like, well, every profession and everything in the world is connected and I think that would have happened if we hadn't started to build this. So yeah. so what have you learned about yourself then in the process? Um, so much. I think the digging into the Enneagram has been like really helpful yeah. to me. Joel brought the Enneagram to our school last year for all, for all of our staff just to read about themselves and just to know ourselves more deeply. So I'm an Enneagram 7, um, the enthusiast. And I think that it helps me to know um, – my, how I can get really excited and curious about new ideas. And I also can be a little bit wishy-washy and all over the place, but I also know that I can be very grounded and will take the steps forward if I control all of my fleeting, let's do this and let's do that and let's do yeah. that. So I think learning about myself through that has been really helpful. Um, I've also learned about a lot of my like perfectionist tendencies and mm -hmm. been able to rein those in. Um, I just learned this last weekend. I like, always kind of prided myself on being like, you're just a really vulnerable, open, brave person. And it's funny, like you, you, you earn a certain ring of vulnerability and braveness. Yes. And then you're like, wait, you want me to do that? Like, wait yeah. a minute, that is outside my sphere. We were just at someone's cabin and we had like a rap battle and I like almost fainted out of terror. I'm like, <laughs> that is not in my sphere yeah. of vulnerability, even though I like pride myself in that. Here are the five things I'll be vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be super vulnerable, but that no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And just like general tendencies I I have. So yeah, this Miracle Force th journey has just taught me so much about myself that would not have happened if we hadn't dug in. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. How about you, Joel? What have you learned about yourself? First one I would say is definitely like redefining what success means because I definitely thought like it would just yeah. be this uh, up <laughs> like the whole way. Like we'd just be like, yes, like 
next marker. Yes. Oh my goodness. Now we have to like hire people because this is just the most successful thing in the world. Um, and that also just goes with like great things take time. So it's like, yeah. um, I think that if I'm, I'm actually grateful for the struggles because if it would have just, if we would have packed our first workshop, let's say, we would have just kept doing that same thing, yeah. probably with the same 15 people mm -hmm. and kept it and it would have been super small and we would have been so busy with those 15 people that we wouldn't have grown to what this is now. We, I'm sure we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Yeah. Because we would have been, so, it, so learning that failure is good because it teaches you the next thing. And I would, yeah, and, and even as I said that, I'm like, I don't wanna use the word failure, but sure, whatever word struggles just brings you to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to evolve and it's okay to have a good flow and say, but we can make the flow even better. Um, I've realized like multitasking doesn't work for me. So it's, yep. <laughs> um, so like when I'm in this to do this, but then when I'm doing other stuff to do that and um, yeah. And I think also just the need for gentleness for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love how you always talk about space and I think, seeing you create space for yourself has inspired me to create space for myself. And um, yeah. And I just keep thinking of that phrase, Brene Brown says like, I don't need to be right, but I do want to get it right. So yeah. I'm going to get it right, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. The next question is, has especially been on my mind since we're in Minneapolis and the world and everything. So how has the current state of our world impacted the Marigold Forest? Like, human rights, COVID, climate yeah. change, all of these big topic things. Um, I think the, the reason for my question is they're super important to me and I know they're important to Joel and I want the Marigold Force is so us through and through. It's like who we are as yeah. an organization. So how do these things, the worlds play into what this is gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanna first say like, I'll just seek for myself, even though I think we're very in tune and we always check in with each other, but I'll just say that for me, um, I really started to just listen and learn more. And it's something that I prided myself in, like, oh, I've already read that book. I've already listened to this, but then, but like, there's a difference between listening and truly listening mm -hmm. and truly learning and truly saying, okay, I won't speak right now. I will just listen. And in this circumstance, I will speak because someone needs to say something. Yeah. Um, and it also starts with me just naming my own racism, naming my own sexism, naming my own classism, my own homophobia, yeah. my own xenophobia, because I think it's very easy to rank, okay, this person's worse than me, that person's worse than yeah. me, so I must be doing pretty good. And that itself is a homophobic thought or a racist thought yeah. or a sexist thought or a classist thought or a xenophobic thought. And to just say, oh, wait, before I go about like saying you're worse than me, I got to, you know, point all fingers at myself. Um, it may, it makes you realize like the importance of our work that you can't be a change maker and an advocate for others if you're not taking care of yourself. Yep. Um, and yeah, and just really trying to hone my voice and our voice as we do this and learning, you know, like I said a little bit ago, when to speak and when to just listen and making mistakes as you go, but owning those mistakes and saying, you know, like what I just said a little bit ago, like, okay, I didn't get that right, but I'm gonna get it right. So let's try it again. Yeah. And I'd rather make mistakes while trying to get it right than being a part of the problem and being silent. Yeah, I, my, my, I'm in very much in the same spot. Like 
especially with like the human rights movements right now and just like my place in the classroom. Um, I have definitely, I have definitely used teaching almost as a crutch. Like I'm doing my part. I'm a teacher. I'm like working the smarter profession and I also don't have time to do X, Y, and Z. And I've used that excuse for years and years and years instead of doing the work and reading the books that show yes. the different perspectives and having the discussions and doing the messy, like, I'm just going to, I need to do something. And I think I stayed in a place of fear and not wanting to be, not wanting to offend. And like, is this mm -hmm. my place to share these stories? Yeah. And being an educator, you hold a lot of power and you are literally, you're really literally molding. Like I work with 110 kids every year that I could have an impact on, but I chose not to. And I used being busy as a teacher and I'm doing my part enough as an excuse. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just really sitting in my ignorance and still also holding that you need to keep, you need to take care of yourself. And I do absolutely believe that, but what can, what is coming off my plate to make room for this stuff that needs, that needs to change. And so, um, so I'm just, trying to figure out and I'm like a very, I talk about this all the time, like I'm a very systems focused person and I need it to be a system and a habit that I have in place. Like what am I doing every week, every day, every month, every year to start breaking down these societal issues and what can I do um, and where does my voice really need to be? And I think this podcast is like a perfect place for that. Like this is something that we've built. Um, and I'm also, I mean, as I shared in my story, I'm also seeing how the system's I'm very, I'm also like checking my privilege right now as a white female, but myself within the education system and like what I thought I could be. I can be mm. these three helping professions. I can be a nurse, I can be a physical therapist, I can be an educator. Like science and math, that's for the boys. Like yeah. you couldn't figure it out. Writing, you just couldn't couldn't get. Yeah. So I'm, I'm noticing how I have also been part of all of these problems in our society. Um, and I wanna be a person who helps break those down moving forward. So with that, um, I'm still struggling. And I like Joel and I've already talked about this. Like, what does that look like for the Marigold Force? How do we infuse yeah. like community are three like pillars, personal growth, professional growth and community maker. Um, community maker is all of these things. And how do we how do we infuse those topics into what we're teaching? But also like we we're stay in our lane. And I, I, I don't want to use that term, stay that phrase, stay in our lane and like, a, I need to stay in what I know, but like, we know growth. That's like what yeah. we're doing. We don't know. We're not experts in like civil rights and we're not, we're not experts in those areas, nor do we claim to be, but they're so important. So how do we, how do we infuse that in what we're teaching with our audience, with our people to shift? Because that's what the miracle force is. It's all about being better collectively. Yeah. And then, how have we pivoted? How have we made mistakes? <laughs> how have we grown and even failed? Yeah. How so you go because I, I think know. I shared a lot of my mistakes as yeah. in a, as an educator, and I'm I'm so aware of them now. And so, yeah, moving forward, how am I gonna? How am I going to prioritize the time for those discussions and that literature and those voices in my classroom? Because what's working now isn't working for society. So that's a whole. With the books we're reading and everything, that's a whole other podcast in itself. Um, as far as pivoting, like on a on a smaller level, like we just we we keep coming back to this idea of space, and we started, as Joel said, in workshops, um, and that that was beautiful in itself, and being there with people in a room and sharing the learning together. Um, but we 
it wasn't sustainable for us to do at a higher level. So that's, we shifted from the workshops to doing this podcast and it's cleared, it's cleared up so much room for us to learn even more and grow at an even higher level. So that's like the biggest pivot is this podcast. Um, What other pivots are you noticing, Joel? For sure that podcast, I think moving beyond teachers and realizing like, oh, we've always about being a change maker. So, So really trying to look at it through the lens of the teacher, but also say we are all change makers in our own right. Um, whatever you do in life. And I think that's been a big pivot. I think um, yeah. a big mistake in my, it was probably just my mindset of just like, if we build it, they'll come. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like thinking like, <laughs> if we just do what we keep doing, like people at our school think we're great. So clearly, even if people don't know us, they're just going to think right. we're great. Um, that one blew my mind when I learned I it. Think, <laughs> um, and even just real talk of figuring out how to, how to truly make an income from this and, um, and make the business work. We're still just learning. And I think um, we're also growing by going onto different platforms. We talked before this, we started recording of just, you know, at first we were doing like Instagram and Facebook and now we're on Pinterest and Twitter and we're getting all this buzz and LinkedIn. And it's like, oh, apparently LinkedIn is where we should have been from the beginning and we're learning that. And I think that's, that's good. And I like that we keep, we keep, I, I'm only going to speak for myself, but we keep falling out of balance. And like, I know I go into the space of like grinding, grinding, grinding. And then I love that I keep pivoting back. Like, nope, that's not what this is meant to be. I don't yeah. want to build this on that burnt out mentality that I've tried to get away yeah. from and then pivoting back. Yeah. So it's all beautiful. Yeah. It's like the whole, how do we, how do you build this business while also, while also living out our mission and vision? of holding space yeah building resilience and rest and all these things yeah we're still and we're still learning every day um we're humans joel (laughs) continuously evolving growing coming undone putting ourselves back together and now that you've seen a glimpse into our messy middle we're going to move into what you can expect moving forward as we enter season two of the miracle force podcast Let's come back to our mission one more time, and that is to empower changemakers to cultivate well-being, build resilience, and unlock who they are to be their best personally, professionally, and in their communities. All our changes and pivots will be centered around that mission. Our first change is gonna be around our community maker component. In our regular season, we introduce tools and strategies in three different areas, personal growth, professional growth, and community, or what we call the community maker. Our tools and strategies to show up in our community have traditionally been around communication, boundaries, and how we show up for those in our lives. We will still be covering those tools, but we will infuse tips and strategies around larger community issues like human rights, climate change, how to be an active voter in a democracy, and so on. We're not sure what that will look like exactly because we want to stay in our area of expertise, but especially in the current climate of our nation right now, we want to encourage everyone to learn and grow and do their part in creating a better tomorrow. And there are so many experts out there digging into these issues and sharing ways we can be better humans. So Joel and I will keep learning and growing and we'll share what we're learning with you. And with all our ideas, tools, and strategies, we will offer simple, actionable steps you can start right away. Thank you for riding the waves of the messy middle Hmm. with us as we figure out how to best move forward. We'll also be modifying the structure of the podcast. We have a few ideas of how to restructure. So as you're listening, um, email us feedback. This podcast is for you. 
Um, we want the tools and strategies to be simple for listeners to go back and find. We also want to continue to come back and practice the same strategies a few weeks in a row, rather than learning and implementing something new every week. We want to call all our marigolds to action, but we deeply believe in slow, simple, sustainable change. Mm -hmm. We believe in steps that are so small and doable that you have no choice but to put one foot in front of the other towards the best you. And I'm going to repeat what Joel just said because it's so important. As we're experimenting with different structures of the podcast, please send us feedback. This is for you. Send us an email, message us on Instagram or Facebook, or just tell us in person. We're not mind readers, but we want to know what you think. And as we mentioned earlier in this episode, we'll be modifying the language we use on the podcast and in our resources to be inclusive for everyone, not just teachers. However, we will continue to show up for our teachers because teachers will always be the nearest and dearest to our hearts. So we may create resources or podcast episodes that truly are just for teachers. If that's the case, we'll make sure you know. Hey, if you're listening right now, just a heads up, this is a bonus teacher episode. Or you can join us because you can always connect any learning to something in your life. But just FYI, teacher heavy content alert. We'll do something like that. Did I miss anything, Joel? Any other changes they should be ready for? Um, There's just one more. The mini podcast episodes. Oh, I forgot about these. These will be short riffs done by Jesse or myself on topics or learning that comes up organically. They won't be scheduled into our regular programming. I already have a few episodes queued up once we get into August. I'm strangely the most excited about these mini episodes. I have a few ideas ready to go already. One is actually about podcast cues, as strange as it sounds. Anyways, that's about it. Let's give a quick overview of the different platforms available to our Marigolds for finding and using the tools and resources. Great. Well, if you're someone who likes a simple infographic for learning a new tool or strategy, follow us on Instagram at the Marigold Force. Jesse and I have created the graphic version of almost all our strategies so you can save them to a folder and reference them as you need. Mm -hmm. Also, check out our blog at themarigoldforest.com slash blog if you want a quick reference document rather than an infographic for the tools and strategies from the podcast. Everything is there or will be soon. Jesse is finishing up blog posts for past strategies, and I'll be writing a bonus blog every week about topics not covered in the podcast. For example, how to enjoy the shit sandwich Ooh. and the difference between self-care and true self-care. Love it. And if you're like me and you forget to look at blogs and resources, we post everything we write on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if you're even more like me and go on social media infrequently, you can subscribe <laughs> to receive our emails. I personally email out what we're writing and creating weekly. And if you're too swamped to look at a new resource every week, it's okay to delete that email and wait for next week's. I need to tell myself that all the time. So I'm giving you permission as well. And I promise my emails are short. You can even just skim the email for the link. I won't be offended. And I completely forgot. We started creating our first full-blown course, the Burnout Prevention Course. Pilots of the different lessons and resources within the course will be emailed to our Marigolds. So if you want to see what's cooking, subscribe. All of these platforms and info will be linked in the show notes to make it easier for you to proceed however you like. And that's a wrap. Mm. Season two, here yeah, we come. Thinking of all of you. Thank you all for coming along this journey with us. We couldn't do it without you. Keep blooming Marigolds, and we'll see you next week on the Marigold Force podcast. See you next week.